This is Rising Up with Sonali, and I'm your host, Sonali Kolhatkar. You can watch this program on Free Speech TV and listen to it on community and independent radio stations nationwide. Dozens of Starbucks cafes across the United States have held successful union votes, and hundreds more have filed to hold votes in what is the most prominent flurry of labor organizing activity seen in decades. The first vote was held just last December at a Buffalo, New York Starbucks. While the company says it supports the right of its workers to vote in union elections, it stands accused of union busting and firing employees who are organizing. Joining me now is Joe Thompson, one of the lead organizers for the statewide organizing committee with Starbucks Workers United, who is also running for California State Assembly representative in District 28 and is a shift organizer at a Starbucks location in Santa Cruz, California. Welcome to the program, Joe. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. So first, can you give us a sense of uh, what the status is right now? It seems as though every other week there is a new location or set of locations that is holding successful union votes. As I mentioned, we started with one location in Buffalo, New York in December. How far are we up to now? Now we have over 200 stores that have filed for union elections across the entire United States. In California, we are you know, approaching you know, upwards of 20 stores that are organizing. A lot of the stores have gone public, and a lot of the stores are still waiting to see how our vote goes. We're, we're actually holding our first vote count in California on May 11th, um, and this is going to be one of the biggest vote counts, you know, across the state to just show that we're really fighting for the workers here. And, you know, we want to prove that we're not only unanimous in these vote counts, but the workers really want to see the union win. Take us through the steps of how a single location, uh, Starbucks location, goes through the process from talking about unionization to actually voting. Um, for anybody who's listening right now who are working at a Starbucks that hasn't yet considered it. Well, and that, that's the thing is each store is almost different. So in our store, it really started, you know, with just me talking to my coworkers and saying, you know, enough is enough. What are we going to do about the working conditions at our store? And at other stores, you know, it, it, it starts a little bit differently. It's, you know, they start talking about, oh, another store in our district has filed. We want to support them. How can we do that? And then they'll file unionize. Um, that's exactly what kind of happened in our area. So our store was the problem store. We have a lot of issues at our store um, from, you know, being underworked and over, you know, underpaid and, you know, really being exploited by Starbucks. Um, and once we filed to unionize, another nearby store wanted to show their support. And their stores actually ran, you know, pretty decent, but they still know the value of unionizing. And they know that, you know, as workers collectively, we're stronger together. So they joined the movement to fight alongside of us. Um, and now we'll be the first to unionize Starbucks in all of California. Why did it take so long for California to get on board? Um, you know, California, you would imagine, is a liberal stronghold as it's been seen. But we've seen more activity in New York, even in Arizona. Yeah, so California was, you know, my store was the very first to file. And, you know, I'm only 19 years old. And now watching the movement grow has been amazing. Um, I think the main reason California is because we, you know, California does have better working conditions and workplace protections than a lot of other states. Um, for example, you know, our minimum wage is $15 an hour, which is pretty decent compared to some other states where it's still the federal minimum wage. Um, and there's also better workplace protections. But again, this, the issues at Starbucks are a lot deeper than that as well. You have a company that continually 
almost prides itself on, you know, maximizing profits when it really is hurting the workers. And I think the main reason why California was, again, super late in doing the movement is because we wanted to see what Buffalo could accomplish first. And after watching them win their vote, then we really started organizing and getting our stores together to show that we are in this together and we're fighting alongside our, our fellow partners across the country. Let's talk about Starbucks Workers United. This is not a traditional uh, union story, right? Uh, we've had labor organizing in this country follow a certain formula. Unfortunately, our labor laws are sort of stacked against traditional forms of organizing, it seems. Uh, very few Americans these days are in unions. What's a secret to Starbucks Workers United's success? I mean, to me, it, it's very simple. Starbucks is mostly ran and, and the workers are very young. But almost all the workers I talk to about, you know, organizing or unionizing, you know, across from California to Idaho, Texas, all these different stores, um, they're all young people who are growing up during the Bernie Sanders era. And, you know, we're recognizing that we have power together and young people are so fed up with not only you know, their workplaces and what's happening there, but just with, with a lot of other things too. You know, we're witnessing climate change that is that is impacting, you know, millions of people across the globe. And we're asking ourselves, like, what are we going to do to stand up and fight back against these corporations that are not only polluting the earth, but also not paying us a living wage? And the simplest answer is to unionize. You not only gain so many collective benefits and collective rights, um, but you really gain that true partnership between workers and again starbucks likes to claim it's super progressive and a lot of the workers there are but we're the ones actually holding starbucks accountable to that standard give us give me a sense of the issues at stake here uh starbucks is a huge corporation it's an iconic american corporation its ceo has uh, said at some point that he supports unions uh, founder and now you know CEO, second-term CEO Howard Schultz, and then of course made very strong anti-union statements. He's been in uh, he 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 is the company has forced workers into these sort of captive audience meetings where he expounds propaganda about why unions will come between workers and the company. So in in just in terms of the the importance, the significance of Starbucks unionizing, do you think that that can have a ripple effect across the country, a symbolic if effect, if you will, that if Starbucks can organize and workers can organize from the ground up, maybe we can? Well, again, I tell everyone this, anyone can organize. You don't need a college degree. You don't need any special education. You just have to have passion. You have to understand that the world we are living in is falling apart and we can change that um and when it comes down to it people just need to recognize that the power we have again together when we are united against you know a billion dollar corporation is is much more than just one voice and you know the workers at starbucks from every state that is organized and you know we have over 30 unionized stores throughout the entire united states now most of them winning unanimously just shows how the workers are standing up and fighting back against the billion dollar corporation and winning. And we're giving the ability for other workers who are watching our movement, who want to organize, want to reach out to unions, 
we're telling them it is possible and you should do it because it's not only going to be better for you, but it's been good for your coworkers, your overall life satisfaction, and it's really going to help you in the long run. What's the next step after a, an, a location, a Starbucks location has voted to join a union? How does it work? Because usually the hard work begins once workers have voted to join a union. They then have to come up with a contract or agree with their employer on the contract for how those workers are to be treated. We have hundreds of Starbucks locations and Starbucks tried to say that a single location was too small of a bargaining uh, unit uh, collective because there might just be a few dozen workers per cafe. The National Labor Relations Board struck that down and said, no, that they can go forward. So now what? Will there be hundreds of contracts that each you know, that the, the hundreds of cafes, uh, locations, signs with the, with the company? Yes. So the, the hardest part is not actually winning. The hardest part is negotiating a good contract for workers. Um, and the good thing about what's happening in these stores is with these unanimous votes, it really is showing that the workers are not only so in favor of the union, but we want to win not only a good contract, but good benefits for all workers. Um, so on the statewide organizing committee for California, um, currently we're putting together an action plan of what we want to really negotiate for statewide benefits. Um, and with, you know, over all the stores that we're organizing right now, we're going to be using that contract as the, the footstep of what we want to see across the state, uh, standardized benefits for all workers. Um, but then each store, again, will have their own bargaining unit. And these bargaining units negotiate specific benefits that are needed for those stores. Um, our store in Santa Cruz, as I mentioned, has had a lot of security issues. Because of that, we want to negotiate, you know, a security guard into our contract just to make sure that we're protecting our workers. Um, that's one of the things that you can add on to these contracts. Um, but really, we're going to be fighting for, you know, better wages, credit card tipping, all these things that are going to be benefiting workers. And one of the things, too, that Starbucks has used as a union busing tactic is union dues. Um, but union dues don't even start until after you have a contract and the workers aren't going to vote for a contract that wouldn't cover our own union dues. Um, so it really just to show that how disconnected Howard Schultz and Starbucks upper management is from the actual on the ground organizing. And, and that's it. You bring up a really important point. Misinformation is um, is, is rampant. Uh, companies have created a uh, you know they have of course have the money to hire very slick public relations campaigns union busting corporations that they bring on board and consultants that they bring on board we've seen companies like amazon uh, walmart etc fight unionization by calling attention to the fact that union members have to pay dues um you know oh they're going to take your a, a chunk of your paycheck for no good reason. So how has Starbucks Workers United countered that misinformation campaign? So there's a lot of things we're doing. So before a union really goes public, we're inoculating our organizers. We're telling them, here's exactly what Starbucks is gonna say, here's why it's wrong. Um, and what, and what kind of helps with that is when you have those one-on-one -on -one conversations with workers, you're not only building up their support for the union, but you're also telling them the truth and you're telling them what exactly is going to happen. And like with our proposals too, we're not only covering union dues, we're expanding benefits for workers that would cover union dues tenfold. 
Um, a lot of things we're fighting for include, you know, obviously just general wage increases. We're also including adding credit card tipping. Additionally, we're adding an option where if someone calls out for a shift and you're still, you know, continuing working, you actually get paid for that call out and that, you know, wages of that person get split up among the people who are working. Um, and then the last thing that really is going to be impactful for workers is having Starbucks pay for all of our healthcare. Currently, Starbucks pays for a portion. We're going to try and negotiate our contract to have it paid for all just to make sure that our workers are being fully taken care of and they have the most and best benefits for all people. Will the locations have different contracts or will there be certain kinds of contracts state by state or region by region? Or are you fighting for all workers across the country to sign on to the same contract or the same kind of contract? So yeah, each, I'm assuming each contract will be different for each store just because of what I mentioned earlier about how you know we, we want workers to have a contract that best fits their store and is tailored to their store. But we're also fighting for statewide contracts as well. So in California, the statewide organizing committee is comprised of workers through each store that has filed to unionize. Um, and we're going to be negotiating a contract that will serve as the, the floor for this, this, this state. You know, it's going to be increasing, you know, our hourly wages. It's going to be fighting for you know, job security. And, and really, it's going to be a good contract for all workers that even if you just get that contract, that'll be a, that'll be a plus for you. Um, but again, additionally, each store also has the option to negotiate further. Um, our Santa Cruz store is also going to be negotiating, you know, specifically for our store, having that security guard, having extra people staff there just to make sure we don't have to deal with any security issues while at work. People should feel safe when they come into work and they shouldn't feel threatened or have to deal with any sort of, of violence or intimidation at work. Joe, you mentioned the issue of tips, and this is a really important point, tipped wages around the country are generally not covered by minimum wage laws. Um, for decades, we've had maybe longer uh, workers in the service industry that rely on tips legally be paid less than the minimum wage is. And, and of course, for workers at Starbucks, I imagine this is a big issue because many workers are behind the counter in the, you know, basically expecting to get tipped wages. And then if you have a bad shift and you don't get enough tips, you may go home with a paycheck that works out to less than minimum wage. Is that going to be a big issue in the context? contract negotiations? I think so. So right now, you know, with our, well, one of the things we're fighting for is credit card tipping. So Starbucks does allow cash tips and mobile app tips, but they do not have a system for credit card tipping. Um, obviously, if you go into local coffee shops, even they have that option where they can do, you know, 10%, 15 or 20%, just to show your appreciation for your baristas. That is a major thing that we're going to be negotiating our contract. And we want it to start as soon as possible because that added 10% from you know, most customers is going to be a significant wage increase just by itself. And it's really going to show that like the workers deserve this pay and Starbucks can absolutely afford to do it. I understand that Howard Schultz has also announced um, what just seems such a clear-cut retaliation against union organizers, that he's considering better benefits, but only for non-union workers. How do you respond? Um, to me, again, I would tell Howard Schultz this any day, that is clear union-related retaliation against organizing. Um, it's unlawful. And once he actually puts those benefits into place, we will 100% be filing charges against him um, for this unfair labor practice. 
we filed them in Santa Cruz for multiple against our other management, and we're not afraid to take on Howard Schultz. Um, he is a bully. He's bullied many partners in, in Southern California, including a close coworker of ours down there in, in Long Beach. Um, and it, it really does just show that he is disconnected from his workers. And when it comes down to it, the workers are the ones who are making Starbucks operate day to day across the United States. It's not Howard Schultz. It's not Rossanne Williams. It's the workers. Joe, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck to you, both in your political campaign and in the organizing, union organizing effort and, and the vote at the Starbucks Santa Cruz location. Uh, give out a website for both of those, for, for your campaign and for the union. Uh, for the union, just go to StarbucksWorkersUnited.org. For our campaign, you can go to Joe, F-O-R for assembly. Um, and, and, you know, both of those websites are amazing. Um, specifically, you know, for Starbucks Workers United, you can also follow us on social media. Um, same thing for my campaign, too. It's, it's all at Joe for Assembly. Good luck to you, Joe. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. My guest has been Joe Thompson, one of the lead organizers for the statewide organizing committee with Starbucks Workers United. They're also running for California State Assembly Representative District 28 and are a shift organizer at a Starbucks location in Santa Cruz, California. I'm Sonali Kolhatkar. You can access this and other interviews on our website, risingupwithsonali.com by becoming a subscriber. Find our audio podcast on iTunes and Spotify and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Are You With Sonali?